2020 has been a wild year, but will 2021 be any calmer? Here's our best guess at what matters in the new year. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Sarenbetz. And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team. What we think matters as we manage investment solutions. That includes Mainstay's diversified portfolio series, including the Income Builder Fund, as well as individual solutions for our partners. By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's the week of November 30th, 2020, and the time after Thanksgiving but before the holidays is the time where everyone who's thinking about investing in 2021 comes forward with their views and perspectives for the new year. And so that's what we'll do today. We'll stake our claim of what we think will happen in 2021. Well, if 2020 is any guide, predicting what happens in any given year is probably really difficult. But (laughs) Our 2021 Outlook piece will be released next week and is a sneak peek or an exclusive look into what our team is thinking is going to happen after the new year. And so that makes this podcast particularly sneak peeky or exclusive. Uh, Yes, it's almost like a red carpet event. If only they rolled out red carpets for investment thought leadership. Oh, that would be so great. I feel like we would be the snazziest duo at any one of those red carpet events. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. uh, Let's get into it. Enough of the chit chat. Lauren, what is the gist of the New York Life Investments 2021 multi-asset perspective? What themes will carry into next year and what do you think might look different? Well, our two favorite ideas for 2020 are still very much in the mix. Um, And that's that as long as COVID-19 is with us, the markets and the economy are still driven very much by the path of the virus and the appropriateness of the policy response. Our, Our listeners have heard that many times before from us. But we anticipate that medical solutions for COVID-19 could be forthcoming. That's something new and could pave the way for economic expansion, which would also be uh, something new. And and so the opportunity set for investors is going to be a little bit different, trying to balance some of those short-term risks with uh, longer-term opportunities. Right. And the shortest-term risk I think that we're looking at here is that the virus is still with us. And virus cases and hospitalizations are on the rise. It's at an elevated level. It might have paused just before the Thanksgiving holiday. There might be some data issues there, but it's a big tipping point for the health situation of the U.S. economy. And so, you know, you mentioned that there's a vaccine distribution down the road, but right now we're looking at the same risk that we've been looking at all year. And that's that the health situation could deteriorate and it could slow economic growth. And so that's how we've frankly been protecting our portfolios all year. Yeah, that's right. We've been concerned all year with the expectation that a uh, retrenchment of the virus, it's spreading in our communities, uh, could cause a pullback in, in risk asset pricing. I think the difference for markets for 2021, you know, if, if we're saying that the real scenario isn't that different in the near term, is that that medical solution for the virus is is on the way. 
it might take a while. And in fact, we estimate that about 108 million essential workers and vulnerable persons would need to be vaccinated before mobility might start to look a little bit more like normal or or pre-COVID levels. But investors generally expect that to happen and for earnings to move higher as a result. So that's a a fairly constructive perspective for the new year. Mm -hmm. 108 million people is a lot of people. I'm not so sure that distribution is going to be that straightforward and without hiccups. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And I think we have to assume that there will be some fits and starts in vaccine distribution. I have no idea how it'll be rolled out, who will be prioritized, how they'll get access, you know, all those various challenges. But for the markets, that's a matter of, you know, potential weeks, maybe even a couple months delay. But again, you can look past that. And I, and I see investors doing that. I think one reason investors might be looking past that is because the political situation might be changing a bit. Still, I think there's a lot of questions that will be answered actually in the next couple of weeks to months, just about how things are distributed and, and how it'll work. But that leaves us then with a new thing for investors to think about, the real economy. Maybe we can ignore the near-term impacts that a few extra months of a global pandemic will have. But a small business like my local coffee shop might not be able to make it that far. And new unemployment claims have recently started ticking back up. They're moving in the wrong direction. And so here we're thinking about real people's jobs and livelihoods on the line. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and that's where the policy element of our two favorite things, the virus and policy, um, comes in. There's still a fair bit of uncertainty about the, you know, likelihood, timing, size of a new fiscal support package from Congress. Um, and, and that's really what investors have to grapple with. If 2021 as a whole looks pretty constructive because we have this medical solution coming, then the near term and how bad that gets for real people, the real economy, uh, matters not only in the near term, but also maybe beyond 2021. You know, Some of the structural factors around what unemployment or the labor market looks like moving forward. That, though, really is a a 2022 and further on question for investors. And so, again, we remain fairly constructive for, uh, for the new year. With that constructive view, I think it's a perfect time to start our portfolio pause, a segment of the program where we share an investment idea. And Lauren, you were just talking about the potential for an unexpected vaccine announcement and a quick market reaction. At the same time, we have near-term and long-term economic risks to deal with. How do you position a portfolio for those circumstances? Well, I like that you called out sort of the timing issue here because we have short-term expected risks, medium-term expected excitement, and then longer-term potential risks. So how how do you put that together in a portfolio? And if you can visualize that on a timeline, it's what we call an investment strategy, a barbell. That means that the ends of the barbell, again, the, the short term and the longer term, have some of the same risks and considerations that we've been considering all along. Those make up the core of our portfolio. Mm, I see. The main focus then is for investors to focus on quality. These quality companies that have strong balance sheets, reliable cash flows, dependable management teams. So investors who are looking to build resiliency against market volatility could consider those quality strategies, but also building income across asset classes. Exactly. So some of the same themes we've talked about all along with respect to to volatility and uncertainty, 
But then in the middle of that barbell, you can think about rotation or we're focused about rotation. The idea that some of the recent news on COVID-19 vaccine trials opened the possibility to a strong and swift rotation in market leadership, more towards the asset classes that benefit when the economy is doing well. So things like value stocks, small caps, international equity, and the higher quality segments of high yield. So you know, in that barbell, including some of each of those strategies helps investors to uh, prepare for some of these potentially unexpected changes in the market. I like that. And what you've just identified there are the segments of the market, the regions, sectors, and styles that were most impacted by the virus. But doing that comes with some timing risk. Markets are, are tough to time, as you said. So how do you as an investor know how much to add or when to add it to a portfolio? Yeah, it's a great question. And and to your point, markets are always difficult to time, but the current risk profile for investors is particularly multifaceted and and contradictory. And so for investors that have been maybe underweight risk assets over the course of the year, if they're looking to add back, back risk to take advantage of some of these potential rotation ideas, then you can use a a time-based approach or maybe a level-based approach. So on XYZ date or XYZ level, you would add uh, more exposure to the markets. It just helps sort of take out the emotion um, or market timing aspects of uh, of the risk. I like that approach. When speaking with investors, I often just talk about that as having a a good plan. Uh, And it sounds like very similar investment behavior strategy that we talk about even on this show taking the emotion out of investing by having a plan. So for example, we we provide a similar approach to portfolio construction in a time like this when strong economic factors are sometimes contradictory and it's difficult to balance. So you just implement your plan. Yeah. Could you uh, give an example of that? Maybe something that, that you've seen recently? Mm, okay. I think inflation might be a good example of this. Inflation, as we've talked about before on the program, can impact an investor's portfolio in a number of ways. One, inflation can lead to higher interest rates. It can also impact the future profitability of a corporation or the value of their, their profits. So inflation is really a key economic variable that investors consider. Thinking about how inflation can affect interest rates, strong economic growth, so a good economic environment, can prompt inflation. It can make prices of goods and services rise. While we're not expecting this to be the base case for several years, inflation is probably going to remain muted because of the pandemic. We don't expect interest rates to rise very significantly. So we're neutral our interest rate duration in our own portfolios. And we would even lean a bit long duration. So owning bonds that have a longer maturity than going short duration. But investors who might be more concerned about inflation and want to add that protection to their portfolio or or some of that sensitivity to their portfolio could look at treasury inflation protected securities or TIPS as a potential hedge against inflation. Yeah, you're right. I love that example because inflation is one of the key questions we get from investors right now. I mean, that's a that's a perfect illustration of the different portfolio construction tactics you can use. Since we've basically run through all of our portfolio construction ideas for 2021, I'll just add one more thing, which is that, you know, we've talked a lot about uncertainty around timing and economic moves. 
So as a result of that, we've also increased our allocation to alternative sources of diversification in our portfolios. That includes ESG factors, which we expect will be favored by an incoming Biden administration. But frankly, uh, we we saw sort of secular improvement in that uh, field even before Biden was reelected. So that that's a, a play we really like. And we've also, over the course of the year, added gold to our portfolios, which tends to perform well during periods of extreme monetary policy. We've stopped adding to that position, but it's a, another good diversifier that we're considering for the new year. Mm, really well said. So that was a big portfolio pause, probably more of a stop than a pause. So to review, we talked about a few different things and we'll get into these in more detail throughout the year. But we talked about a barbell strategy focused on quality with sensitivity to rotation into the most COVID damaged sectors of the economy. And then also overlaying a sound investment behavior around market timing and portfolio construction. That's plenty for today then. We'll be back next week with more Market Matters and a little more of our perspective on what we think will happen in 2021. Yes, let us know what matters to you with regards to the outlook. If you have a question or topic of interest, reach out to us on social media. That's right. You can send us your questions or highlight what matters to you by finding us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views at nylinvestments.com forward slash blog. But until then, I'm Robert Serenbetz. And I'm Lauren Goodwin. See you next time. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamont, and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.